Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I'm Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you today, sir? I'm wonderful. How are you? Uh, if I was any better, I would be you. There's no doubt about it. All right. All right. Chris, we have a whole bunch of stuff to do today, so we got to get right to it. First Let's and foremost, so we're going to start – we're going back. The NBA starts next week. All right, before we come back here. Uh, so this is our last podcast before the new NBA season starts. So we're going to get back into the big three like we did all last season. We're going to pick three right. topics a week uh, that are going on in the NBA and talk about those things. Topic number one for this week. We talked about it last week. We're going to follow up on Mr. Kyrie Irving, point guard for the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, who always has something interesting to say. Uh, a lot of times he doesn't come off looking great when he talks to the media. And because of that, he chose to not talk to the media this year. At least that's what he said at media day <laughs> for the Nets. Yes. Uh, so he said he wasn't going to talk to the media. He's going to release statements, which is what he did on media day. And then he sort of backtracked and his publicist said, no, 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 you guys don't understand. He's going to do media, but he just has to be careful because you guys take what he says and runs with it and twist it into things. And so uh, he did speak because he did find out that he's going to be fined $25,000 if he doesn't. So is that how much it is? $25,000 if he doesn't talk to the media? From what I understand. Yeah. From what I understand 25,000. So I guess, Instead of doing that, I don't know how frequently he would be charged. I don't know if that's every day he chooses not to or what. But uh, uh, from what I understand, that's what it is. So he, he did say he is going to talk to the media, and he tried to – he backtracked on a few things in the last couple of days. Um, one of them being his comment a few months ago um, when Steve Nash was hired as the new head coach for the Brooklyn Nets. And he said – we don't need a head coach, basically. I'm paraphrasing here, but he said we don't need a head coach. I'm gonna be a head. I'm gonna be. I can be a coach. KD can be a coach. We've got guys. We can kind of coach ourselves. Um, I don't think he meant to put Steve Nash down, but this Steve Nash has zero coaching experience. Um, well, he did. He he coached. He was like an assistant, sort of. Um, he helped out in Golden State the last couple of years. Um, he was, he's just kind of a, a roving coach. And um, so anyway, that's, but that's the extent of it. He's never been a head coach. He's never actually been on the bench, I don't think. So this is his first gig, and uh, he's got quite the team. Brooklyn Nets are expected to be one of the best teams in the league, obviously, because they have Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who's back healthy. Uh, and, of course, Karis LeVert and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie and DeAndre Jordan and all those guys. They should be a pretty formidable, formidable team. So, Kyrie backtracked, talked about, uh, you know, how great Steve Nash has been now that they've been in camp and they're playing preseason games and everything. Talked about how, how his IQ is so great um, and, and really tried to build Steve Nash up as a coach here, uh, I think, to try to, to try to mend fences quickly uh, for the comments that he made. So, in your opinion, how much do you think Kyrie has really changed his mind about that now that they're together on this point i really do think that this could be something he actually changed his mind on a little bit i truly do because nash is is revered around the league and if he didn't really know him that well 
you know, he might have had his own thoughts, but once you get to know from everywhere, everybody that I've ever heard talk about Steve Nash, Nash, once you get to know him, then you're you're locked into him, right? So I think this one, because there's another one that I'll get to, this comment, I believe this could be real that he came back and and really wanted to hype him up because he wants to make sure Nash feels comfortable there. He knows he is the leader of that team. Uh, as well as Kevin Durant, obviously. But Durant's never going to come out and speak like a leader. So he knows he's going to have to do those things. And and I think he, he did it. So good for Kyrie in that instance. That's right. What uh, do you think? You think he really means it? I, I think, yeah, I, I think so. I don't know. I was a little bit – I think part, part of this, I, I want to say no matter who the coach was, he may have said something like this to try to – because he's going to be asked about that until he says something about it. So this, he has to address it, right? So he, he was – I think he would say this no matter who the coach was, but I agree with you, though, that Steve Nash is so – sorry about that – is so, um, you know, is so highly thought of around the league. He was, you know, always thought of as one of the best teammates, uh, one of the highest IQ guys in the league. And, and, you know, Kyrie did make mention of that. Um, and, and he's, you know, really his personality, he seems like a smart guy in general, not just basketball-wise. He's, he's super well-spoken. He was always really, uh, really thoughtful with, you know, answers in the media and that kind of thing. So um, I, I think he'll do a good job. Uh, and he's got guys around him. He's got a bunch of guys, uh, co- assistant coaches that have coached for a long time around him. So I think he's going to be fine there. Um, and, and so, yeah, I think I agree with you that Kyrie is kind of realizing like, okay, that was kind of dumb for me to say number one, no matter what, who the coach was, but especially now I've been around Steve Nash a lot more than I ever have been obviously for the, for the last couple of months here, for the last month or so here. And, uh, I'm really getting a taste for, for how good this guy is. All right. So I agree with all that. So now, this is probably my favorite, my favorite one that, that uh, Kyrie's trying to backtrack on, and I want to know what you think about this one. So, uh, initially, he was fined $25,000 for his initial refusal to speak to the media, and in his response to that, he issued his first statement, which, or second statement, which was, I pray we utilize the fine money for the marginalized communities in need, especially seeing where our world is presently. Uh, I am here for peace, love, and greatness, so stop distracting me and my team and appreciate the art. All, I have no problem with any of that information right there. No problem. And then the last sentence of the statement. We move different over here. I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. What's your first thoughts on that? Because he came back, and uh, I'll tell you – and. and so, so Monday he came back and attempted to smooth it over by explaining he wasn't directly referring to the media with his Pons comment, but was instead making a broader point about uh, protecting his voice and platform. Now, that being said, if you – he had time to write this statement out, right? Write it out, think about it, erase, not. Where literally he got fined for not talking to the media and his last sentence is, I do not talk to Pons. So – him, he pissed off a lot of media members with that. The whole, I think I'm better than you, blah, 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 that whole kind of thing. That mm-hmm. pisses a lot of those guys off. So 
What do you think about this? Do you think he really meant to take this back? Do you think he really meant what he said the first time? I think uh, there's a uh, there's a, a rhythm to what's going on here with him. He speaks, doesn't necessarily think uh, think it out well enough or as well as he needs to and says something and then and then like and I think this is part of it like he's he's worried about talking to the media because it seems like everything he says people are like whoa did you hear what Kyrie Irving said that was weird or that was dumb or whatever and so now he feels like he's being maybe victimized a little bit like anything he says is going to be taken out of context or going to be turned into something that he doesn't mean which thing that was taken out of context? No, I, I'm just saying. I think from his perspective, I think that's where this whole thing started. I, I agree. Sure. All flat Earth stuff and all that kind of stuff. People really have have um, given him a hard time about that kind of thing. But <laughs> it, right, and, and it's it's like a circle, man. Like he he says dumb things. The media goes with it and says, look at this news here. Kyrie Irving said this weird thing, and then people talk about it, and he gets a a, a bad a bad reputation because of it. And then he's like, well, I can't say anything because you guys just turned into something crazy and act like I'm a lunatic or something like that. And then, so, and then it all comes back around and then he says something again. So he's, so now he's saying, since you do that to me, I'm not going to talk to you guys. You guys are pawns. Oh, wait a minute. I didn't mean you guys. So it's like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a circle. And uh, so I don't I, like I don't like the use of the word pawns. I think that was dumb. I think that was terrible. The, the, my problem with it is if you're upset with the media and it's in the moment and you're having a conversation and you say that, that I think of that completely different, right? If I'm in the moment and I'm upset and I see and athletes are like this all the time, I I can I take an apology from that way easier than I take an apology from a guy who literally took time and had had to have somebody else read this over and then come out and say something in a statement, not in, not in an actual interview or, you know, after a game or before practice or something, that is what irritates me on this whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I I do think he just keeps talking himself into a corner and then has to, has to backtrack or has to find some way to talk around it or spin it himself. He wrote himself into a corner now. He's writing himself into a corner. He's not even talking himself into a corner. That's I agree with you. That's the that's the worst part about it is he's taking the time. And and I was just, I was gonna say that and then you and then you got to it. Uh, you know, this isn't this isn't emotional after a game. This isn't five minutes after you got done playing and you lost or you won, but it was a tough battle and that kind of thing. Nope. He's sitting he's sitting there, he's thinking about this. He's, yes out or typing it out or whatever and submitting it and his publicist is probably he's probably going to his publicist first I his publicist might need to to do a little better job of editing or censoring him a little bit maybe um yeah, yeah that's that's a little disturbing that he is taking extra time and to think about this stuff and still that's my whole thing that's my whole thing it's 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 you know i would rather you say things and people take them out of context and then come back and go, man, no, nah, no, nah, man, that's not what I meant. Or, and I apologize. I was, I was upset. I said some things that I really didn't mean. I really don't think that you guys are pawns. A lot of you guys are great guys. You write good stories. You know, you come out like that. But when you take the time to write that out, that's like, you can't go back on that. That's it. That's your legit. That's, that's what it is. 
you can apologize because, you know, it was stupid, but I mean, everybody knows how you feel now. I mean, that's legit. You need time to think about that. And he had time and he screwed up in my opinion. Absolutely agree. Uh, let's go on to another all-star guard, Damian Lillard, a guy who, uh, who has, He's he's a, a pretty he's one of the best guards in the league, but he doesn't seem I, the last couple of years he has. But before that, he was really really good and but wasn't really talked about with guys like Kyrie Irving and Chris Paul and Russell Westbrook and Steph Curry and those the, the very very top point guards. Right now he's right. Uh, if if you didn't think two or three four years ago he was, you have to I, if you watch basketball you got to admit he's there with those guys at least in my opinion I think. Um, but he's uh, he, he's a guy that's uh, very he he is of all the athletes who have tried to rap. I would say he's one of the best uh, sure. there. I give him that. He, he he's done some good things there in music. Uh, he's very you know he's he's sort of another one of those guys that's like fashion conscious, kind of this you know kind of the newer athlete that's fashion conscious, and um, so he does. He he comes out with. Uh, a bunch of different shoes. I feel like he comes out with a new shoe like every four months or something. Like yep. That. But yeah, no doubt. With a, came out with another one in the last few days here and partnered with a guy that you, I would not in a million years guess that he would partner with. Um, but uh, apparently Damian Lillard is a big old school wrestling fan like you and I are. We talked about it last week for a long time or two weeks ago, whenever that was. Uh, and I think it was last week because yeah. he partnered with a gentleman who was on your Mount Rushmore of professional wrestlers. Yes. Is Woo! Ric Flair, baby. This might be my favorite thing. So uh, there, he's got I've, – I've, I've seen two of the shoes. The first one uh, I, I would personally never wear. That's the gold, the gold and white. Um, it's, it kind of has a lot of the feathery, like, designs that you would see on the old Ric Flair robes. It's got Ric Flair on the tongue, like a, a silhouette of him with his hands out to the side with his robe on draped over him on the side of him. Uh, what does it say on the side of him? It says, uh, D was his thing. DME seven King of drip. Love that. I do kind of like that. Dame, the King of drip. And on the back, it's got a little tag says RF to be honest, I wouldn't wear the goldens, but I do like, them. I do like them. the blue ones now. You get on and check out these blue ones. I'd, I'd, I'd rock these all day long. It says woo on the bottom of them. Yeah. It says woo on the side. Ric Flair. It's got Ric Flair's face with the sunglasses on the front, on the tongue. Uh, I don't know what it is. This is the first shoe I've ever seen with, like, this, like, lace. Oh, is that not laces? What is that on the back it of laces. I think it? I think it might be laces on the back, right? But now I'm looking at it, and I see the actual laces, so these are thinner. But there, it's got some other, it's got some other pieces of string going through them. Was, I, 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 I gotta say, man, I kind of, I kind of dig these Adidas. Oh, he's got a few of them, doesn't he? Oh no, just the two. Yeah, I just saw the two. Yeah, just the two. He's got another Dane Seven shoe, but that's just his. And yeah. I don't know if I like that either. 
Well, that, that, they got some cool colors on that. But anyway, the Ric Flair one. So what do you think about the Flares? I'm going to call them the Flares. They ain't the Lillers, bro. These are the Flares. I might give you a pair of them blue Flares. Even though they're, ba- they're Ric Flair basketball shoes. That's so, that's so funny to think about that. I bet Ric Flair box out better than anybody you ever met. <laughs> you think so? Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't feel like he uh, enjoyed the physical contact. The king of the flock. The king of the flock. That's what he would be. You're right. He would be king of the flop. Um, no, you know what? I don't. I don't care for them. I don't care for how they look. I think it's. I think it's super cool that a basketball player has teamed up with an old wrestler. I mean, but that the idea of that in my mind is incredible. I love that. Um, I, I mentioned last week Ric Flair for whatever reason. I never got into Ric Flair. I was just not a Ric Flair. Um, I didn't hate him, but I just never was a fan of his. So um, it would it would have been cooler if he. Well, I was just gonna say everybody else is dead, or <laughs> all the other wrestlers. <laughs> all the other wrestlers from our from our day are dead, or really old, or Hulk Hogan, who everybody is mad at every six months for saying something dumb or whatever. Yeah, uh, he's he's just an old man. He's just an old man. Um, when you spend that much time in Florida, he lives in he lives in Florida. He's lived in Florida most of his life. So when you spend that yes. much time in Florida, you get a little nuts. But um, anyway, I, I like the idea. I don't like either of the shoes. I don't. I, the, the blue what? is too blue for me. I'm not a too much blue. See, I kind of like that. I'd wear. I, here's my problem. If I bought these, I would buy these shoes, and and they're relatively inexpensive for the way shoes yeah. are these days. They're 110 bucks. And when yep. you see these basketball players' shoes going for like 180 to 220 for a pair of, for a pair of like Kyrie's or LeBron's or something, really 110 bucks ain't bad. The big thing is these are the kind of shoes I would only wear on the hardwood, right? And I don't play I don't play any rec league basketball anymore, so I got no reason to buy these kicks. I would never wear these kicks out because, like you said, the ones are way too blue. I can't can't wear you can't wear those with anything. They're way too blue, unless I'm like going to a Xavier game or something. That's the only way I can wear those. And the gold white, say what? Or on the Fourth of July with some red and white clothes. There you go, exactly. <laughs> and then the the gold and white. I ain't got nothing that that matches gold. What do you wear with gold? Gold? I don't have anything gold. Yeah. Yep. So I like the idea, but not the design. Uh, I, I just don't think they're that great. I'm a little bit picky when it comes to shoes, I feel like. Uh, so maybe it's not fair for me to judge that. But uh, still, I like the idea. And i tell you what, that's his second – I think it was earlier this year. He came out with a, a, a version, I think it was the, the Dame 6 or something like that, and it said Dame 316 on the side uh, as like a tribute to Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is he like a huge – so he's a big wrestling guy. Is what well, it sounds like, huh? Must be, I would think. Um, yeah, and as a matter of fact, I did see when I was looking these up, I did see something uh, like an old tweet, or it actually it was only from like a couple months ago, I think, where he responded to a tweet that he saw from somebody else asking for your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers. <laughs> really? He, he had Ric Flair on there, yeah. So nice. I got to find that and, and send it to you. Um, now the stone colds don't look bad. I could, I could see, I could wear these stone colds. 
I thought those were better. Yeah, those aren't bad. I still wouldn't because it said Dame 316 real big on it. I just didn't – I don't know. I just didn't really – what does that mean? What does Dame 316 mean? It has what, to, is, what, what does Stone Cold 316 mean? I just whipped your blank. Okay, well, Dame's 316 means I just whipped your blank. Oh, you can't steal that from Stone Cold. He's not stealing it. He's he's he's, right. he's showing respect. You know what? If you're gonna wear those shoes, and you're gonna, and if you're Damian Lillard, and you're gonna wear those shoes, and it's gonna say Dame three sixteen on your shoe, every time you knock down a forty five footer, you have to have one of your teammates throw you two beers. You got to crack them open, smash them together, chug them, raise them up, chug them all the way down, beer everywhere, keep playing. I'm with you totally, hundred percent with you on that one, no doubt. I do. I'm, I kind of like them three sixteens. Those aren't bad. Should those ask aren't Santa for those, my man. Huh? Should ask Santa for those. Dude, they're marked down to fifty seven ninety eight. Oh, wow! And they got them in my size. That's worth it. I I think they're ugly, and I might buy them if they're fifty eight. Yeah, fifty eight bucks, man. I rock them. I tell you what, the Adidas basketball shoes I've owned, I've only owned a couple pairs, but those were way more comfortable than most of the Nike shoes I've owned. See, I don't, I can't tell you the last time I had an Adidas basketball shoe. I've had Nike basketball shoes for so long. I mean, I bought a pair of Carmelos like ten year, twelve years ago, maybe even longer than that, and I wore those. Those are the only basketball shoes I wore for like twelve years. <laughs> yeah, I only played once a week for however long, so I didn't think I wore out. Yeah, I had a pair of Adidas basketball shoes that I played, and this was when I was like in my early twenties, probably earlier mid twenties, when I was playing like three or four days a week, and uh, they lasted me a while, and they they were comfortable, man. They were good shoes. Hmm. There you go. I'll, I'm, I might throw these Dame three sixteens on the old Christmas list. Fifty-seven ninety-eight, big dog. I jump on those. Gotta do it. You can't uh, yeah. find basketball shoes that cheap. I know you can't. All right, so that brings us to our last, uh, to our last member of the big three, and that's Mister Mister MVP, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, who re-signs with the Milwaukee Bucks in order to get the super max deal, record two. $128 million. So real quick, something I want to put out here before we get too deep into this. So I love listening to ESPN radio. I'm a huge Dan Levitard fan. So super disappointed that uh, the end of this year will be the very last. He's only got like six shows left. It, that breaks my heart. I don't know who's replacing him, but there is no better show. I usually turn off the radio. I used to I'd go Mike and Mike, and then it went into the Levitard. And I was good. I didn't care about anything after that. So I'm in a little bit of a, a daze here because I don't like the new get up. The only one I really like is uh, uh, Gold Junior, Cheney and Gold Junior. Yeah. Those two are good, but they're on when I'm not in the car. So I can't really listen to them. That being said, that being said, I did flip around and Greeny was on the day with his new show where he's by himself. So I usually don't listen to, but he started talking about Giannis, and he said, if you have a young kid that is incredibly talented, like is incredibly talented, and you're going to pick a sport for them to play to try to make as much money as they can make in their lifetime, 
They need to be a baseball player. Giannis Antetokounmpo in America, in the, in, in, in the United States, is, has the 14th highest sports contract. Patrick Mahomes is the only non-baseball player above him. That's it. The other 13 are all baseball – or the other 12 are all baseball players. If you want to make some cash, brother, just goes to show you. Baseball is not dead like everybody thinks it is. It is not yeah. dead. There's a lot of money in ball. And my kid, I'm going to do everything I can to make him major league baseball player, even if it's for three years and he gets into the – just get to the big leagues and get get one or two years of that of that of that uh, league minimum. We're good. Set him up with a good money guy. Good to go. Yeah, one year. Kidding me? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's <clears throat> great. Right on. Uh, yeah. So let me let me just say that the money is unbelievable and stuff. And he's actually because of the COVID situation, he's actually. Uh, that's like he may lose like twenty five million dollars. Did you see that? He, he could he could make like twenty five million dollars more than he's going to, uh, because these the salary cap. I mean the the super max is set up. It's a percentage of the salary cap for your team, and the salary cap is based on the revenue that the league makes. So because they made way less money last year, they're going to make way less money this year again because they don't have fans in the stands. Um, it's the, the money is going to be down, and now they have it set up. They have it set up so that it's that's going to increase over the next like five to ten years or something like that. So they're it's going to it's going to go back up, um, especially because they are anticipating you know having more fans and stuff like that right. and all that kind of stuff in future years. Um, but forget about the money part. I you know I'm just really excited that he resigned. Number one, I love when guys stay with the same team um, for their whole careers. Who knows if that's going to happen? Uh, but another five years, that's what this contract is for, is five more years there. Um, and so he's with a small market team in Milwaukee in the Midwest. I like that because we're, we're – I would consider us sort of near Milwaukee. It's driving distance kind of for us. Yep. Uh, and so we could we could go to a game much easier than we could uh, we would have to jump on a plane if we wanted to go to a game in LA or something like that. So uh, Midwest small market, he's staying there. He doesn't have another superstar with him either. So that that's really cool too that he didn't just do what everybody else is doing and say you know what so and so is going to be you know Russell Westbrook's going to be a um, a free agent at the end of next year, he and I could team up uh, or whoever, you know, or I, I'm going to try to go, uh, you know, get on with the heat or the, uh, the uh, Golden State Warriors or somebody like that. Sure. He's staying there. He's like built around me. And I, I, I think he, I guess it says that he trusts the ownership and the management enough um, now, they, they started making moves this offseason to try to do that, to try to get him to stay. Um, and apparently they did enough to at least make him want to stay. So I'm really excited for that. I'm excited that he stayed in Milwaukee, and I would love to see them win a championship or two there while he's there. And if another superstar wants to come play there because he's there, great. But 
I just like that he didn't do what everybody else is doing and, and find a guy and talk to him offline and say, hey, let's work a deal out and let, make sure we end up on the same team. Um, so anyway, for that reason, I like it a lot. The Bucks have been really great uh, and fun to watch and everything the last couple of years. So that's going to continue. Um, so that's for that, that part to me is the much bigger thing staying for five more years in Milwaukee, much more than the money. Uh, that's what I care about. I, I, I agree with that. The big thing for me is I think people talk about the staying in staying somewhere a lot. They talk about how important it is or not how important it is, but how much they respect that and things like that all the time. You constantly are hearing um, people talking about those things. That being said, if you sign a Supermax with a team that you started with, you get like an extra $70 million that you can sign for. Mm-hmm. You would, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm good. Championship, no championship. Back that Brinks truck up back here, brother. Uh, I think I'd rather sign my Supermax with the team I'm on instead of whatever the max deal that you could sign as a free agent with another team because it's not as much money. So, yes. Absolutely. The NBA did a phenomenal job with everybody moving around back. All started with the big three and Paul Pierce and all that stuff. When, when Garnett went over with him, uh, Garnett and Ray Allen went over with him, they started to try to make it to where they wanted people to stay with the team they went with and they wanted to make an incentive for it. And they did. And this might be the first guy where you actually see, take advantage of that incentive and not force a trade because you can easily force a trade, but you're not going to make the money that you were making. Right. I love it. Good for him. Because we've, we've already seen several times guys have an opportunity to sign that super max and didn't do it because they wanted to try, you know, trial free agency, go to a different place or whatever. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, good for Giannis. Um, and, and I think that should bring us right into our last part of what we want to do as far as basketball goes this week. And since next week, the regular season, the 2021-2021 regular season will be underway. We've got to make our predictions for NBA this year. That's right. Let's do it. All right. So what are we predicting this year? do you mean what is our bet going to be or? Oh, no, 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 no. We, we, no, I, let's, let's hold off on bets for a minute because, because one, of the two, one of the two of us are going to have, yeah, one of the two of us are going to have to sing. <laughs> it's two tie, all tie. Remember that. The only one that gets out of it is the winner. And then we got to come down to see who got the most actual games in the season, right? Yeah. I haven't went back to look, but I'm feeling pretty confident. Neither have I. Yeah. So I don't, feel, I don't feel confident at all. Um, <laughs> so that being said, uh, let's hold off on the bets for now because there, we got a lot of bets going out there that need to be finished first. Let's finish some bets first. I got you. And then we'll start. We've got two bets out there. We've got a couple weeks uh, for both of them, really. Both bets have – yeah, they both have two weeks left. What's the other one? What's the other bet we have? Uh, another two minutes of comedy. What was that one? For NFL picks. Oh, NFL picks, of course, right? Yeah. For, for the NFL. Uh, right. just a little bit here. 
Exactly. Exactly. We'll be coming up uh, after we do the Mount Rushmore of candy, which will be next. So yeah. let's get into this uh, real quick. When did the when did the NBA get a new app? I have to download a new app for the NBA. What they couldn't just update their app? Yeah, I don't that's, know what happened with that. I, yeah, that's I the stupidest thing any I've ever seen or heard of in my entire life. Well, I think I'm pretty sure I heard that uh, the old app got had COVID, so I think <laughs> so I think they had to let it go. It was on yeah. a it was on a respirator, and they had to pull the plug. So oh man, too soon. Too soon? Too soon? Too soon. Too soon. Anyway. Um, ah, you're fine. It's never too soon. <laughs> I, you guys do. I, can only, I can only make that joke during our comedy segment. So, sorry about yeah, that. There you go. I like that. I like that. That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. So, let's start this off. So, uh, how do you want to start off? You want to start off east, west, south, north, uh, the Pacific Division. How are we doing this? Yeah, let's give our Northern Conference champions and our Southern Conference champions, and then we'll talk, and then we'll say who we think is going to be. Nah, that sounds good. All right, let's let's start it off. Who? Uh, let's start in the East. Let's let's start in the East. All right, we just got done talking about Brooklyn and uh, as well as Milwaukee. Got done talking a lot about the East. Uh, so, what do you? Who do you got coming out of the East? I have. I would say those two teams are probably my top two. Uh, with Miami sprinkled in there too. And then, of course, you have Philadelphia, who I think might be – has a chance to be a little bit better. Um, you know, new coach, Doc Rivers is there now. And I really like the addition. They added a couple guys. Every every team added a few guys. But they added a couple guys, including Seth Curry. And Seth yep. Curry is I, – I think he continue he gets better every year, and he's one of the best shooters in the entire league. And I think still a lot of people don't realize that. Um, so I think he gives them that that JJ Redick that they had a couple of years ago, um, who was a huge part of of this yep. a couple of years ago. Um, so uh, Philadelphia should be should be pretty good um, if they figure out how to play on the road and play defense all the time. They'll be really good. Uh, Boston should still be really good. Um, so so they've got there are five there are you know five teams in the East that are probably good enough to be in the conversation. But I would say Milwaukee for sure, number one, and Brooklyn, um, you know, is going to be right there just based on the roster, and we'll have to find out how they play together. Um, but out of the East, I'm going to pick, and I think I did last year as well. I'm staying. I'm sticking with Milwaukee, sticking with the Bucks. They made an improvement. They got uh, Drew Holiday. They added, who's going to be their starting point guard now. Um, I like Eric Bledsoe, but Drew Holiday is an upgrade for sure uh, on both ends of the floor. He's really good, and um, and, I, and I think he's going to thrive there in Milwaukee. And Giannis, um, I, I I don't want to be the sucker that gets uh, that gets sucked into when you know uh, when a when a pitcher strikes out uh, four of the six guys he faces in spring training, uh, and you're like, oh man, this guy's ERA is under two. Or, or the opposite way, like, oh, my gosh, he can't get anybody out. His, his spring training ERA is 690, and then he comes out and, and pitches great to start the season, you know, because it's a totally different thing. Spring training and, and preseason basketball, totally different thing. But Giannis made some jumpers and looked, <laughs> looked a little better uh, with his shot. 
uh, in, in a preseason game the other night. So I'm trying my best not to get sucked into that. But you <laughs> that's know. like that's like that's like when Zion was at Duke and they were showing videos of him shooting threes, and I was telling everybody, "Oh boy, he shoot, man! I saw a video. He <laughs> hit three threes. He can shoot." Okay. Yeah. Well. All right. Yeah. That's practice. Let's go out in the game. <laughs> all right. So whether Giannis became a much better a much better outside shooter or not over the over the summer, um, not the summer, the fall <laughs> um i'm sticking with milwaukee milwaukee in the east who do you have in the east i'm gonna take the brooklyn nets um i think Kyrie and kd are gonna play phenomenally together i think it's gonna be a lot like the way steph and 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 kd played together i don't see that much of a, a drastic uh change in that i think those two will be great I don't like them adding James Harden. If that is something that actually is still out there that could happen, I don't necessarily like that piece. I mean, you can't not not like it, right? They're going to be good, and they'll they'll find a way to spread the ball around. Steve Nash is way too smart when he knows how to spread the ball around, right? If anybody knows how to spread the ball, it's Steve Nash. However, I'd rather see these two uh, together with the pieces they got. I'm, I'm, they're going to have to give up a lot to bring Harden in. And I, I think those, those pieces are more important. So I'm going with, uh, I'm going to take Brooklyn. I'm going to take the Nets. Yeah. It's hard because I'd like to take Philly because I still feel like Philly is so close. I feel like they're so close. Yeah. They're a, they're a, they're a, uh, 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 Ben Simmons three away from being there. So maybe that's not very close. <laughs> it's pretty far away from that, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, like you said, Steve Nash played in that Mike D'Antoni super up-tempo score, 125 points a game system. And Steve Nash is probably going to do a lot of that. And Mike D'Antoni is his, is his top assistant coach. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's like his offensive coordinator, basically. So. Yep. You got to think they're gonna they're gonna be up and down. They're gonna score a ton, uh, and they're just gonna be really potent on offense. And you have the weapons to do that, so why wouldn't you? Um, yep. Thing is, is those teams were always a little bit suspect on defense, especially when you get into the playoffs and you play the best teams every night. And you got to figure out how to beat somebody that you're you're you can score 125, 130, but you're giving up 120 or 125. So uh, they've got to figure that out but they're going to be a lot of fun to watch so I, I I'm with you on that Brooklyn's right there uh I think and uh it should be interesting and then also on that James Harden thing from what I understand from what I've heard Houston wants Kyrie Irving in that if that happens if if that trade happens they want Kyrie and and Brooklyn's not going to do that so no. it, that one might not happen so but there's still talk about James Harden to Philly um, so that that would be a really interesting one. That would change my whole aspect. I'd put Philly in it over both of those two teams if that were to happen. Yeah, that would be because really I, I kind of oh, man, or it could be a lot like a KD Draymond Green kind of thing. I could totally see that with um, Harden and who? Harden and KD. No, no, no. If Harden goes to Philly. Oh, oh, oh. 
I can see the Kate and KD had the drama with, with Draymond Green the last year in in uh, Golden State. Oh my gosh, with, with Joel Embiid. Yes, I can totally see Joel Embiid. Oh, I do not feel like James Harden and Joel Embiid would get along at all. Like, I feel like James Harden's the kind of dude where if you kind of just try to mess around with him for a minute, just a little bit, he's – you mess his mind up. Yeah. You know what, though? I think if anybody can – if anybody can make that work, I think it might be Doc because he's the one that made – he made that work in Boston with those three guys that you mentioned earlier. And they won a championship and um, because, I, because he got in – he got in – and then same thing, the, the Clippers got really good after he took over in L.A., um, and, and he turned DeAndre Jordan into, uh, like, a shot-blocking and rebounding machine. He averaged, like, 15 rebounds a game for three years because he talked to him and, and convinced him, like, you can be Bill Russell. You can be Bill Russell with your body and your athleticism. And so he turned him in, basically, to Bill Russell for, uh, for a few years there. So uh, if he can figure that out, um, or if anybody can figure that out, it, it might be Doc. And I think it would be really – because I think he would fit in a – because Ben Simmons is a point guard, but he's not a guy that needs the ball in his hands necessarily. Nope. So you can run kind of the – you can run the offense through James Harden, and Bede's still going to get touches because he run because Harden made Clint Capella uh, a, a, a huge player, got, got him a huge contract. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who it was before him. Um, he, he has those posts that when he gets to the rim, the post comes off because you have to stop him, and he just lobs. So Embiid's still going to get those. He's still going to he get the rebounds. He made a six foot six P.J. Tucker look like one of the best power forwards in the league. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Simmons can still slash. And then when Simmons, when Simmons has the ball and he goes to the rim – he can, you know, Harden's going to be out on the perimeter. He can find him. So I, I think I feel like that would be a better fit, um, basketball wise. I don't, I, I don't disagree though. Like personality wise, you, you know, Doc might have his hands full there, but I think he can take care of it. I think you're right though. I think Doc's the one that could do it. If he went to Philly, I would change my pick from Brooklyn to that Philly team. Yeah. Doc, Doc's always going to have a team, you know, in that semi semifinal of the conference of the conference finals. Uh, and and if he's got if he's got that kind of roster, depending on what they'd ha- what they'd have to give up, hard to say. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, so we've got the East covered. So I would like to know who you have facing the bro- yeah facing the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA Finals this year. I'll start to make it easy. I'll take I'll take the Lakers. You go ahead and go on with whatever you want to do. All right, well, I, you are going to make it easy then, and this is just going to be an easy part of it because I'm going with the Lakers too. They're too good right now. This team with LeBron, LeBron is 36 years old, and he still looks and plays like he's 28, yeah. 27, in the prime of his career. He looks like a basketball player that's in the prime of his career, and he's so, so smart on the court. And I know it's said all the time, and I know uh, people are starting to hate LeBron James again. Like, it's starting to be like, you know, Michael Jordan, but now with the political stuff and all that, 
everybody's hating on everybody's hating him for more reasons than before uh what's the whole shut up and play or shut up and dribble or whatever that thing was that they that whole thing years ago that was going on look man hey i'm not saying shut up and dribble you say whatever you want the big thing for me is i don't listen to all that i watch that man and know that i'm watching the greatest basketball player to ever lace him up okay all right <laughs> you're supposed to let that sit for a second <laughs> Let's let that sit for a second. No, one of the greatest, one of the five best players to ever play the game of basketball. I mean, he is. I, I feel like you can't deny that. He's, yeah. he's definitely there. Uh, take errors out of it and all that stuff. So, and they just added pieces. They're, they're, not, they're not getting worse on their roster, even with signing him to a deal and signing AD to a deal. They got, in fact, they not only got, did not get worse. They absolutely got better, I think. Yeah. They, a couple of people, they lost a couple of people, but they filled those guys in and more. They added Mark Gasol, who I know is past his prime, but he's, he's another super high IQ guy and, like, one of the smartest defensive players. He's slow as molasses, but he's so smart on the defensive end. And LeBron loves that too. He, he's gonna; yep. those two guys are gonna be in love with each other because those yep. are two of the smartest basketball players in the whole league, and they're on the same floor. And then they they have they he's have, an older Jokic, right? He's kind of like an older Jokic. That's kind of you see Jokic play like that with just being slow as molasses, but just so smart, knows where everybody's at. Not the fastest guy on defense, but he's always in the right spot. Uh, who's the other guy that played that that um, he loved? Uh, Kyle Korver, kind of this, not maybe not the same position, but the same style of of you know nosy slow, but knows where to be, knows how to move his feet and get in the right position. And he played with LeBron for years and won a couple titles. Those a title, one a title. Yeah, yeah, those savvy veterans. So Marcus Saul and another one, uh, Wesley Matthews is another guy that's uh, another veteran who's been around for a long time, knows how to play. He's one of those. I don't want to. I don't want to say three and D guys, but he he'll you know set up in the corner. He's another guy that can shoot the ball a little bit. And he's you know good enough to not you know if if he if he gets the ball in a situation where he's not just spotting up, um, he knows what to do with it. He can he'll he'll make the right play at least. He's not going to beat you off the dribble and like beat you to the rim and that kind of thing. But he's smart. He's another smart player. Um, and then you added Montrez Harrell last year's Sixth Man of the Year. And you added Dennis Schroeder uh, to be to be a backup point guard, and he's coming off his best year of his career ever. So, um, two you added two pretty good veterans and two younger guys who are you know have the athleticism and all the young guy stuff. Um, I, they just they got they got better after winning a championship. So it's hard to say that anybody's going to dethrone them until you actually see it. It's. It is going to be interesting. It's already interesting to see how they're building this roster for however long LeBron decides he's going to continue to play basketball, right? Because they're going to need to keep a core for the next five, six years to try to keep Anthony Davis happy after LeBron leaves and keep AD there. So it's going to be interesting to see how they build this team and how they spend their money outside of those two because – um, they've got a difficult four or five years ahead of them when it comes to managing money. 
Everybody does. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. So, all right. So we have the same, uh, we have the Lakers both coming out of the West. Uh, I have the Bucks in the East and you have Brooklyn. Uh, so it's going to be interesting. It, it'll be fun. It'll be really fun if the Lakers make the Western conference finals and the Eastern conference finals is, is Bucks. I'll tell you, we, we should do that. If the Eastern conference finals is Bucks nets, we should bet on that series. Oh, 100%. I'm in for that. Write it down. Write it down. I'm, I'm in for that. Okay. So I think, I think that should be, we should say that's our bet. If that happens, that's our bet. If, if not, then, uh, so are you picking, should we just get right to it? You're going to pick the Lakers to beat the Nets. In the, in yeah. The okay. Yes. Um, I am going to take the Bucks, who I think I took last year. I, you did. Okay. I'm going to take, this is the Bucks year. This is the Bucks year. Uh, Bucks over the Lakers, which I think is also or no, I had the Clippers. I think I had Bucks Clippers and I had the Bucks. Either uh, way, you had the Bucks winning. Yeah. So uh, but I'm taking the Bucks again. So I think that's if 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 they set up that way, if the Eastern Conference Finals is Bucks Nets, we'll bet on that. If it's if it's Bucks Lakers, we'll bet on that. Sounds good. I like it. Okay. I like it. All right, that was a lot of basketball. That's my favorite kind of podcast to do anyway. So uh, I was happy to do that. Thanks for doing that with me. Of course. It's so nice to have somebody else. Now I have, I have you know, a couple of friends who are big basketball fans and stuff like that, but I haven't seen my friends in, since February. <laughs> I, I should be doing a better job of calling people and that kind of thing. But anyway, um, so, but it's, it, I love that you uh, keep up with basketball and follow the NBA very well so i have somebody else who because you know you always run into those i'm sure you do the same thing with nba and baseball where you run into people and they find out you're a fan and you start and you're like oh and so they want to like talk to you about it because they know you like it and you pretty quickly find out that they don't know much no no like uh my favorite is uh i i, I made a fellas calling somebody uh a few weeks back and they were asking about the Reds, and they were talking about Brandon Phillips, and uh, wondering if he how if he was going to have a good year this year or not. <laughs> yeah, I think you might be a little off on the. Uh, I think you might be a little off on your on your years. That was like eight years ago that he left. It was probably five, but still. I I uh, I dated someone a, a long time ago, and their mother. Uh, you know, they, I was meeting their family for the first time and everything. And they had, I guess, told, told their parents about, uh, she told her, her parents about uh, that I was a sports fan and I was a big Reds fan and that kind of thing. So I guess her, her mom wanted to relate to me and said, <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I used to, we used to go to games all the time. Uh, I, I was going to games back when they were the red leggings. <laughs> Huh? <laughs> all right cool wow really all the way back when they were the red leggings oh okay two things so number one number one obviously there was never a red leggings right that's pretty uh sounds pretty sexy actually uh i mean it's as good as the red stockings anyway so that's number one number two how old was this chick you were dating very young how old was her mom? 
Her mom wasn't that old, just in her 50s. They've been the Reds since she's been alive. <laughs> I, I almost caught, like, I almost tripped over, you know? I almost got caught up because, like, it, like I hesitated. I know I hesitated for a second before I reacted because it was, like, it caught me. I'm like, what? Did, she, did she just say red leggings? And I was, and you know, and then she didn't really have any, didn't really know any players or anything like current player. I'm like, uh, okay, all right. It's, uh, it's, I maybe said something about you know Johnny Bench or something like that. Like, yeah, <laughs> he was good. He was pretty good, <laughs> you know. And then because then at, at, as soon as you find out, <laughs> as soon as you, we I, we talked about this before on this podcast, but as soon as you you realize, oh, okay, this person was just trying to make conversation with me but they were not really on the same wavelength as far as how much we really pay, you know, follow this. Right. Yeah. And then when you realize that, then you're like, okay, now I got to, okay, now I got to kind of get out of this. How do I, how do I end this conversation? Yeah. How do you, either, I, you either have to dumb it down a lot yeah. or you got to get out. How do I be as polite as possible for the rest of this conversation about this? Um, okay. So that, that was fun. Uh, we need to get to uh, our Mount Rushmore. Our Mount Rushmore is, I love this part. And you had a fun one. You chose a fun one last week. Um, this is where we can get a little silly here. And you chose the Mount Rushmore of candy. Yes, I did, sir. All right, Chris, tell me, what is your four top four candies of your okay. life that would make your Mount Rushmore? So, as always, we like to start off with uh, how many we actually wrote down, right? Like, this was a tough one for me. But after I said this, I thought I had a few in my head, and I, I had to write them all down because I got a sweet tooth. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. I wrote down 13 different items. Wow. That might be a new record for my Mount Rushmore uh, candies. Let me tell you something. We both have records then. Oh, my goodness. Nice. Because I love it. Um, four. What? That's I it? Down, I wrote four. You? I know as I – so I, I didn't – this has been one of the busiest weeks of my life. Um, so I didn't put in the time on this that I needed to. And I wanted to, I was like, man, I got to, I got to look up, you know, I got to find, look stuff up on the internet. Cause I don't want to forget there's so many different kinds of candy. And then you got stuff that was popular when we were kids. That's not as much now, but you know, and then stuff that has been popular our entire lives and way before that. So many options for candy, so many different types of candy. So I know I'm going to forget a million things. We talked last week. I had two immediately that came up as soon as you said that. My top two, for sure, I have. And then I had to think, and I was really just kind of got back to it today. And I started thinking through, and I'm like, man, okay. And I kind of I started doing a little bit of research, and I didn't want to forget anything. And I'm positive I did. Uh, because later I'm going to be like, oh, my God, that's, I, that, that should have been on my Mount Rushmore. I love that. I haven't had a lot of candy recently. I'm really in the last several years. 
I'm a big cookie and ice cream guy. Those don't necessarily fall into the candy uh, uh, division. So candy was a little harder than I thought it was going to be for me. So I, I wrote down four and I'm like, okay, I'm going to stick with that four because I'm going to overthink it. I'm going to change it 50 times the more I do this. So I did my four. Let me hear your, let me hear your nine that did not make it. Well, let's start. I'm going to start with this. Okay. I decided to go too sweet, too chocolate. Okay. So like too hard candy, like too, uh, what do you want to call it? Not sweet. It's all sweet. Fruity and chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. I guess something like that. Um, Man, and I'm so I'm having so much trouble with this. So the the two fruity ones were super piece of cake. Actually, my number one candy, which is probably one that nobody would ever think of, no one would think would be a favorite candy, but I, it's my all time favorite candy. Smarties, Smarties are my all time favorite candy. Wow. And the uh, another the next candy that I put on the Mount Rushmore is Skittles and. Only the red bag of Skittles, the original bag of Skittles. I don't want any of your nasty tropical and all these other nasty things. They came, they just came out with one this year for Halloween. Like it was like those uh, jelly beans that some of them tasted like barf and, and, oh. and boogers and stuff. I don't want that. Don't give me that. I don't want it. I'm not eating that. So anyway, red bag of Skittles, Smarties. Now here's where I had all kinds of trouble. So I'll go off, I'll go off and I'll leave the, uh, let's see, one, two, uh, three that I had at the end. I'll, I'll, well, four that I had at the end. So um, Sprees, remember Sprees? Love, love Sprees. Runts, Runts, one of my all time favorites. Uh, and then to get, I'm, I'm a big chocolate and caramel guy so Rolos, milk duds made it on there uh those those two if i'm sitting by them i'll eat them for sure the snickers bar i feel the rest of this is pretty close the the snickers bar i feel could be in there right and i feel like almost everybody will have the snickers bar in the mount rushmore i took it out uh, i it's the only candy bar with nuts that i eat the only one I, I don't think same. I don't think nuts and chocolate go together. I think it's terrible. It's just the same as mint and chocolate. Don't give me anything with mint and chocolate in it. If I want a mint, I'll eat it after I have my chocolate to make my breast smell better. But I don't want them together. Personal, personal thing. Kit Kat. I love Kit Kats. Love them. I'm leaving them off. <sighs> Now, here's where I had to decide between. Oh, no, sorry. There's one other one. Rock candy I left off. I've always been a huge rock candy fan my whole life. Whenever I go somewhere and it's got one of them sticks with rock candy on it with the, you know, it looks like, uh, I don't know, rocks. I love those. Love that. Delicious, delicious. My favorite flavor is just the regular white, just plain sugar. Just give me a whole bunch of sugar, and I'm happy. So. The final four, my four, no, the final three. I already said Kit Kat because I was thinking about Kit Kat, but that's not there. The final three, anything Reese's, right? Reese's, Milky Way, 
which I'm a huge Milky Way guy. And M&Ms, I mean, M&Ms are there, right? Like, you can't go wrong with a bag of M&Ms. So between those three, oh, and Twix, yes, and Twix. I had Twix on. I had Milky Way on. I decided to take Milky Way out and put the Reese's in. And I'm leaving the Twix on there and I'm not putting M&M's in. Don't at me. <laughs> okay, man. All right. All that, all that. And it comes down to Twix, Skittles, Smarties, Reese's. So you're just going broad. Anything that Reese's makes. Uh, there's, I've never had anything bad that Reese's makes. Have you ever had the Hershey's? The only Hershey's that I really like is the uh, Cookies and Cream Hershey bar. Oh, that's so good. Oh, mm. so good. That's another top. Do that. I, I could do this forever, but that's my top. That's my top 20 or however many are there, 15. But I'm sticking with the Reese's inside there and the Twix. I'm sticking with them and leaving the M&Ms out. A couple of questions for you. Right? Right Twix or left Twix? Oh, I'll eat. I, there is zero discrimination in my book, brother. I don't care if you're left, right, green, blue, uh, white, brown. Give me all of it. I want dark chocolate. I want light chocolate Twix. I want white chocolate Twix. I want left Twix. I want right Twix. I want Twix in the morning. I want Twix in the evening. I want Twix for breakfast. I want Twix for dinner. <laughs> You just turned into Jesse Jackson, the Reverend Jesse no. Jackson. I have no idea what happened there. <laughs> All right. Uh, or maybe Al Sharpton. Who am I thinking? Some, who knows? Who knows? All right. Um, I can't dispute any of those things that you, that you have on that entire list. Um, oh, my other question for you was, what, which is your favorite runt? Uh, the pink heart is the best runt. Pink heart, pink heart, yeah. outstanding. Pink yeah. heart, top three for me. Pink heart, top three candies or top three runs? Three runs. I mean, oh, well, you, well, well, the banana, the banana is is number two, and then I guess the cherry because the lime and the the yellow and the green. Get out of here, lemon and lime. I'm, they give you so many of those because they know nobody wants them. <laughs> I I throw those away if I could. <laughs> A hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with you. Um, I, I believe it or not, and I don't like, I'll eat bananas because they're healthy for me. And I can, it's like one of the fr few fruits I can stand, but I don't like banana flavored anything. Banana is probably my number one run. So why? I hate bananas. I think bananas are disgusting. I don't eat them. I mean, I might wolf one down like, I don't know if I'm trying to get my kids to eat a banana or something. I'll do it just to do it. I don't, I'm, I can care less about textures of things like that doesn't bother me in my mouth, but the texture of a banana does. It's not what you should be putting in your mouth. It's disgusting. Uh, banana flavors. I'll do those all day long. Sugary banana flavors. Totally down for those. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm a banana number one and then either the, the red or the pink. So, you know, they, the new runs, I don't know when this happened, but I got some runs the other day. We were on a, we went on a, a, a 
car ride to go look at lights and stuff. And we brought the, got the kids some, you know, some candies to take with us. And uh, one of them got runts. There's grape runts now. There's purple runts. Oh, were there not before? No. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong. I feel like purple would have probably been my favorite, though. Huh. I'm a grape dude when it comes to just about anything. Grape drink, grape pop, grape soda, grape nuggets, grape beards. I'll eat it. Grape nuggets. All right. Uh, grape nuts. Cereal. Grape, grape nuts. That's disgusting. Anyway. That sounds horrible. It's terrible. It sounds like raisins and nuts for some reason to me. It's what it sounds like. Like a little... It's just like little rocks, basically. It's like little rocks. Anyway, and they don't taste like grape at all. Um, Why did you eat those? And what? You're a single man. Why did you even try them? You tried those? When I was a kid, I think. I think we got some maybe for some reason once or twice when I was a kid, and they made me, my mom probably made me eat some. I don't know. Or that was the only cereal we had or something. Obviously, good ones first. Aunt Kathy is a saint in my book and she might be getting knocked down a notch. If you're telling me she made you eat grape nut cereal. I, I don't remember the exact scenario, but I, I tried them at some point and I'm pretty sure it was when I was a kid and they, I, I just remember it was like eating rocks cause they were like hard and just little pe- tiny pebbles or something. Uh, like I even give you shredded wheat, right? Cause that had a little frosting on them. You know what I mean? At least that had a little sugar on them, but, Grape nut cereal? You don't eat that. You don't eat that growing up. That's not right. Cheerios were bad enough unless you poured a gallon of sugar on them and then just scraped the sugar. Remember that sugar milk at the bottom? Oh, my God. Is sugar sugar milk not the best thing in the world? To take that big giant spoonful of sugar, spread it over top of your, your Cheerios, and then get your second one. See, that one is for the bottom of the bowl. That first spoonful is strictly for the bottom of the bowl. Mix it around, it goes to the bottom. Then the second one is for your bites, and you got to eat it quick so that sugar doesn't go down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat that quick so you get some sugar with your actual Cheerios, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or Wheaties. Or uh, Wheaties. Dude, I, I, I like Wheaties, and I don't even have to, as an adult, I don't have to put sugar on them because I just actually like them. But for some reason, Wheaties, it's got to be like the simplest cereal ever. It's wheat flakes. Like one of the most expensive cereals. Why is that? I, that's the only. I don't buy Wheaties because they're always one of the most expensive cereals. I never. We never had them when I was little because they're always expensive, and and they didn't have enough sugar for me on them anyway. My mom would rather me not use all of the sugar on cereal. Yeah. Uh, she just buy me sugary cereal. So we, you know, look, you buy me anything you want, mom, but I'm, I'm gonna dump a whole bag of sugar in this, and in this one box of cereal will have an entire bag of sugar so i'll tell you what my dad is legendary for giant bowls of wheaties with tons of sugar on them yes um so anyway (laughs) all right we got to get to i got to do my mount rushmore of candy sorry yes go ahead no 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 that was my was totally me all right so i like i said now we can talk about i could come up off the top of my head with all kinds of you know a million different things, and you already named a ton of stuff, and I agree. Um, you, uh, Necco wafers is one I was thinking about. Um, do you remember those? 
So they were like just little discs of. Oh yeah, I remember those. Kind of like uh, bottle caps. That yeah, they came in like a little sleeve, uh, and they were all different colors. But they had like the little chalky residue on them or whatever. Um, I, I used to get those when we went to Hater Hardware. They had those, and I would always get those. Either those or Rolos. Those were the two candies that I would always get from Hater Hardware. After you uh, went over and walked up the two steps onto the other level, yep, up yep, there where they had the post, the post, the, the little postal part, post office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, those are the two that I would get from there. Um, I'm I'm just gonna go. How do I want to do this? So I'm gonna leave. No, I'm gonna say my first two that I thought of when you, as soon as you said it last week that we were gonna do this. My first two were Reese's peanut butter cups and Kit Kats. Those two are, I would say for sure, my two favorite candies. Then I added. I, see, the last one I'm gonna tell you is one I don't I don't know if you're gonna I don't know if you're gonna let me. I don't know if you're gonna let me. Uh, hold on a second. We had this discussion last week. If you have to question if it possibly is in it, it's not in the category. So no, it doesn't count. I don't even want to know what it is because we already had this conversation. For you to start it off by telling me, I don't know if you're gonna let me. Boom. Guess what? Not letting you. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it is at the end. And then if you're not going to let me, I, I, I still think it should be allowed. And I, I, maybe I'll try to convince you. If you say, if you I, say I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump through this zoom call and knock you out. If I say what? Apple pie. Apple, apple pie is the most disgusting thing. Apple pie is terrible. I can't stand <laughs> apple pie. So it's not a pie. <laughs> um, no, it's not a pie. I know better than that. So I've got peanut butter cups, Kit Kats, Twizzlers is another one. Just the, the, the classic strawberry twist Twizzlers. If you want to bite off both ends and stick it in your milk and, and use it as a straw, please do that. Please do that. Or your, or your Dr. Pepper or your root beer or your, or your anything. See, I was never a original Twizzler fan, but those little tiny – uh, string Twizzlers that you like pull one little tiny piece off. Ooh. I love those. Okay. I, I yeah, those are, uh, I don't like those. Those are the, and I don't even know if, are those Twizzlers? Yeah. Yeah. But, but they're like a different texture. Yeah. Uh, That's why I, like I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't like those nearly as much as the classic, just the classic strawberry twist. So I've got my three, my last one. You're going to love hearing what it is. But like I said, we'll see. But I put down Big League Chew. Big. It's like gum, man. That is gum. But it's but it's not like gum is for like. It's Dude, not, that's gum. It's, it's gum. It's if I say make a top ten of gum, you make a top ten of gum. It's a it's a sugary treat for kids. You don't eat. You don't eat gum. You eat candy. You chew gum. You don't eat gum. You eat candy. I, you can eat gum. It stays in your stomach for seven years or whatever the tall tale is or whatever the wives say. You don't eat gum. Man. You chew gum. No. 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 Big League Chew. I told you from the beginning. 
skinny. I love Big Lee Chew. Big Lee Chew is on my Mount Rushmore of gum. <laughs> Not candy. I told you when this thing started last week. All right. We had, it was, I was as passionate as I am right now last week. I know. And, and as soon as and I – what did you do? Myself, and what did you I do? Said, I said, I don't think he's going to let me. But I started rationalizing it in my mind like I always do. <laughs> and I'm like, I can make this work. I, I, can, I can talk through it and, and make it sound like it should be. I was not successful doing that. I, I got the old veto. Um, so I'm going to choose, man, for my fourth one, I, I agreed with you that, like, I thought for a second, like, well, Snickers has to be on Mount Rushmore. But it, and I like a Snickers, but I just can't say – and, and usually I will go if I go to a concession stand or something because I'm hungry during a game and it's two more hours before I'm going to get the skyline, I, I'm going to probably get a Snickers. Because it's, got, it's a little more filling. The nuts make it a little more filling. That's what they however, say. However, however, when it comes down to candy, man, I, I don't, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I, I like them. And they're my go-to. Like when I go to softball, I go to softball, I go up, I get a tub of beer and a Snickers because I usually hadn't eaten in a while and I need to get something in me and I want something. I don't just want straight sugar. I need a little, need a little nut in me. And you're a, That's terrible. <laughs> and, you're a, and you're a pitcher. If you get that, you are a pitcher in softball. So if you get that giant tub of beer, I mean, you're going to walk. You're going to be walking, guys, all night long, buddy, unless you throw at the middle catcher. Unless you throw at the middle catcher or throw over the middle plate. Oh, man. It works out. Okay, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? Because the other one that I was with you, I was with you on the Snickers and the M&Ms as far as those two are the ones that stick out to me, like would be on so many people's Mount Rushmores, and rightfully so. Two just all-time <laughs> classic. I am going to go specifically peanut butter M&Ms. Okay. M&Ms and peanut butter are, is my favorite iteration of M&Ms. So I got so real quick before because we've got way more to do still. Um, so real quick, M and M's, right? My wife hates when I eat M and M's. I I don't know what it is, but I love to put M and M's in my mouth and then one at a time. Yeah, you, know, you throw a handful in, but one at a time I pull them over and I almost use them like sunflower seeds. I slowly chip off the <laughs> the outer coating and then like tiny munch it like with my teeth and like get it super fine and, mm, and so it makes all kinds of noise in my mouth and it's a simple m&m you know what would be awesome if m&ms put out a candy that's just the candy shell oh i don't even need the oh. chocolate i just want that candy shell yep it's so delicious man oh man i feel like we need to i feel like there's something there we gotta, we've got to get a hold of M&M's and ask we gotta them. we got to pitch this. And if we can make it happen. Yep, I agree. All right. All right, next week on the podcast. Wait a minute. You never picked your last one. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling I'm – if I'm, if I'm taking Big League Chew out, I'm adding peanut butter M&M's. So I've got Reese's Peanut oh, Butter right. Cups, Kit Kats, Twizzlers, and peanut butter M&M's. And by the way, it's not if you're taking Big League Chew out. Big League Chew was never in to begin with. Because it's gum. Peanut butter m and slash Big League Chew. Slap. Get out of town. Get out of here. Great Big League Chew.
you know what? For that, you got to go first on your NFL picks after you tell us uh, who's winning and who's losing. All right. Last week was week 15 uh, – sorry, week 14 in the NFL last week. Uh, Chris, I have a great rhythm going – I'm not going to say great. I have a rhythm going here where I am, I am now one in two every single week. Without fail, I am one in two, and that was the case again in week 14. Now, you have been on a great run for the last five or six weeks, man. Week 14, though, things, uh, things for you are looking uh, exactly the same because you went 3-0, and you jerk. Oh, look out. I'm, I'm over 500 now, right? You're over five. You're two games over 500. I'm 14 and 22 on the year. You are now 19 and 17. A healthy five-game lead after going a perfect three and zero last week. You picked you picked Dallas over Cincinnati. With the, Dallas was a three and a half point favorite. You got that one. You had Bay was a six and a half point favorite over Minnesota. They won by 12, I think, or something. And you picked San Diego. Um, uh, Atlanta was a two-and-a-half-point favorite over San Diego, and uh, uh, San Diego won San Diego won straight up, I think. So, um, anyway, excellent job last week. You have a commanding lead, and we are now going into week 15 here. <clears throat> and I'm going to start with the Buffalo football Bills, who are a six-point favorite on the road in – all right, get your get your breathing apparatuses out, uh, play, and you know, or or get, yeah, get your get your little masks that some of the basketball players wear in warm ups or practices or whatever to try to make it harder for them to breathe so they can get used to it. And uh, uh, so anyway, that I don't know where I was going with that. Buffalo is traveling to Denver, <laughs> playing in the Mile High Stadium or wherever that is, um, and they're a six point favorite, and I'm taking Buffalo to uh, to win that game by at least a touchdown. I'm going to take Green Bay at home as a big eight-and-a-half point favorite over Carolina. So Green Bay is my team there. And I am taking another pretty sizable spread where Indianapolis, the Indiana Colts, I'm going to call them, are uh, a seven-point favorite at home over the Houston Astros, Rockets, Texans. <laughs> All right. Buffalo, Green Bay, Indiana for me. Who would you like, Chris? Well, uh, for now on, I think whoever's winning should have to go first. You can pick the same games. Not doing it. There's no way I would ever do that. Not doing it. So I, Both Saturday. I like, your, first I like your picks. I like your picks a lot. Those are, those are good. Those are good, solid solid choices um this is about strategy man you got to win this thing uh -uh. no 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 here's what i'm going with i'm going to kind of go on a limb here all right i uh i know what's going on with the saints and and i know drew Brees isn't there but they're still winning games and the defense is phenomenal that's right they're in new orleans and they're playing the 12 and 1 chiefs and it is a three-point spread I'm going to take the Saints with the points. I don't necessarily know if they'll win, think they'll win the game, 
but they will be in the game because their defense is that good. Uh, so I'm going to take the Saints, and I'm most uncomfortable I've felt about a pick in a long time. Uh, the next game I'm going to take is – I'm going to take the Rams minus 17. I don't like to do stuff like that, but the Jets are terrible. And last but not least, I will take um, – let's see. Let's go with – I'm going to take the Patriots plus two in Miami. Good. New England at Miami. <laughs> right on. All right. So we've got our – my pen ran out uh, in the middle of writing that down, and luckily I've had another pen sitting right here. How about that? Look at you. <clears throat> Did you leave the door open? Did I what? Did you leave the door open? Did I leave the door open? Yeah, you said it ran out. Yes, yes. <laughs> the door was the door was ajar just a little bit, and it realized that and it got out. And terrible dad joke. I have a uh, I have a tracking device on it, so all I got to do is go to, my, to the app on my phone, and I should be able to track it down. So, all right, all uh, right, so. Here's the deal. We're over an hour here by a little bit, and we've been trying to keep these to an hour. I think we've been doing pretty good about that, haven't we? Been around that hour 10, hour 15 here lately. Yep. Uh, we're creeping up on that, and I think – I believe this might be one of the quickest comedy segments we've ever had. Uh, we, can make, we can make it that way, sure. No, no, no. I don't, I don't want to make it anything. <clears throat> I want it to just breathe and do what it does – I'm just coming out here with my own little prediction. That being said, we are in the comedy segment. And uh, this week, I chose a fellow by the name of Ari Eljarn. Eldarn. 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 Uh, pardon my Icelandic. Adam, what you got, bub? I'm letting you go first. Oh, okay. Uh, thank you. By the way, yeah, hey, you, you, my friend, are welcome. Very glad of you. All right. This was a gentleman that I had never heard of before until I saw his uh, Netflix special uh, on there a few weeks ago. And uh, I was a little bit intrigued, although I'm, I'm usually a little more excited about people that I've seen before or that I know before. Um, but I, I, I'm... I'm also excited about finding out about a new comedian because we we've done this long enough now that we know, I think Ronnie Chang was one of them that I didn't know about before he was outstanding. Right. That was awesome. Um, uh, and there've been a few other people. So I didn't know about this guy. Um, went into it with really no expectations at all, which is what I want to do every time. But like I said, you know, when we already know somebody, we either are really think it's going to be really good or like, eh, this guy hasn't been great in the past. We'll just give him a chance or whatever, uh, guy or girl. Uh, this was, Chris, I feel like, so I, I, I keep saying this. I know I feel like a broken record, but I, you know, since I've been working from home, it's a little easier to uh, maybe let myself get distracted with things on my phone uh, when I'm not in the office and there aren't other people around, you know, seeing me. But, uh, so I watch a lot of comedy and listen to a lot of comedy, a lot of so many different comedy podcasts and 
interviews and talk shows and that kind of stuff. So I've, I've done that so much this year uh, since I've been working from home. And uh, there's, there's something, different comedians are different about it, but a lot of them, I feel like say, you have to work, if you're gonna come out with an hour, a new hour special, you're working on that thing for like at least a year. And you're, going, you're working clubs, you might, if you're a bigger guy, you might work it in theaters for a little bit, and then you're gonna release it to the world you're special because it takes that long to polish everything enough where you want it to really be all of your jokes this felt like this guy has something i felt like almost every joke i thought yep there it is again he has something there it could work it's not ready and maybe he's not ready it, it needs work and i just felt like he wasn't ready and these jokes weren't ready there's something that he can do he can play with the words he can, he can develop it a little bit more. I just felt like that throughout the whole thing. There, he did make me laugh a couple of times. Um, he wasn't like terrible or anything like that. It just feels like it was just not quite there yet. So having said that, I'm not even gonna try to do any of his jokes or anything like that. I'm just gonna tell you, I gave it a, a, probably a pretty generous 2.6. All right, uh, 2.6 is pretty generous. So I'm with you, and I'm not going to try to do any of his jokes because I didn't understand most of, most of them, right? He, I don't know if he was in Europe when he did this or where he was, but it was a lot about Denmark and Newfoundland or somewhere and, and all the places around Iceland. And it's part of my Icelandic. I get it. And, and maybe I would have learned something, maybe. But he said towards the end that, talking about his daughter, making his daughter laugh or something like that. And he was talking about his jokes and how a lot of his jokes don't transfer over when he's doing comedy in Iceland compared to when he's doing comedy in anywhere where he needs to speak English. The joke, he has different jokes for different places because they just don't, they don't translate. And that's not, that's true. They didn't translate, man. That's you're exactly right. They just didn't, I never laughed one time. Most of the time I couldn't. I had no idea what was going on. I, I couldn't tell if he was trying to give me a history lesson or tell me a joke. And, and that stuff, I bet, is really funny in Iceland or Denmark or wherever he's around. My problem, or in England or wherever. He's even had a bunch of English stuff in there. I just, I, it didn't relate to me. So none of it was relatable to me. Therefore, I mean, I, maybe he's a super funny guy. I, I feel bad that I would, I'm going to give him a bad rating because, but it's, that's just me rating it as a non-worldly kind of guy. So I'm going to give him a 1.4. Uh, okay. I, I, I agree. 100% with everything you said. You're right. Yeah. And he did kind of explain that. And uh, yeah, it was, I think that was part of it for me too, was some of it was kind of confusing. And, I, and, and yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you. I couldn't really relate very well. Kind of similar to uh, Jim Gaffigan's last special that we watched where he was in, um, he, he, he was in two or three different places. I think he was in Canada, he was in Mexico or something like that. And yeah. he was doing like very specific uh, you know, like Canadian based material the whole time. And we know enough about Canada and even Mexico and stuff like that to get some of that stuff. But this is, we're talking about 
much, much further away, a, a culture that we don't know much yeah. about. When you start talking about cities in little small countries like that, man, I don't I don't know all of that. You know? I don't I don't know. Maybe he's, you know, maybe he has a Netflix special because he's like the the funniest guy in Europe or something like that. Who knows? But or he his, has to be. He has to be because that was a big place he was doing. There was a lot of people there. Yeah. He's got to be big somewhere. Just not. I've never heard of him, and I, it wasn't that great to me. Yep. Yep. I feel a little weird uh, about my two point six now. I feel like I probably should have went with something lower because uh, we agree we're saying the exact same thing, but. Um, yeah, you've got you've got some good comics that you gave a two point five and two point six two. So I feel like my scale changes every week. I don't, it depends on how I'm feeling, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, All right. So you need to pick a comedy special and a Mount Rushmore. I'm gonna do that right now. And for next week, um, uh, since you gave us, since you gave me your blessing last week, um, that we can do, and we've done, I think maybe two of them that like two of the same person, two different specials for the same person. I'm going to do that uh, this week because um, this guy is one of the best up and coming guys. He's like kind of on that level where he's, he's one of the best uh, guys who are like, not quite like Bill Burr, Louis CK level yet, but he's on that, you know, Mark Norman, Joe list. This guy, this is Sam Marill I'm talking about. Um, I love this guy. Okay. So I'm so happy. I this Sam Marill guy is starting to be I'm listening to these comedy stations now in the in the car that I got to Sirius for the the trial period. Dude, he I really like this dude a lot. Me too. And I was uh just a few days ago, I stumbled upon so like I said, I'm you know, watching all these comedians and and uh and watching every podcast they're on and all that kind of stuff. And I'm, I'm, I've really fallen in love with Mark Norman, who we, we also, we yep. did special out to lunch not too long ago. Uh, we did Sam Marill's by the way, Sam Marill's I got this not too long ago. Uh, just, you know, four or five months ago, maybe. Uh, yeah. And so those two have done starting in the pan, like six months ago or something like that, they started doing a podcast together and wow. I didn't know about it until just now. And I think they did like two or three episodes, waited like a month, did another one, waited another month, did another one, then didn't do one for a while. And then they just did one recently. So I like was catching up on all those. It was so good. So cool. Cause I love both those guys. Um, so Sam Marill just released his second special of the year. Okay. We did, I got this, which I think came out in February. I want to say, this one is called Up on the Roof. And so these comedians haven't, you know, a lot of the clubs have been closed down all along uh, for the COVID stuff. And so these, these guys have been, guys and girls have been looking for some way to still do comedy, um, to, to try to stay sharp and, and not fall apart and uh, still make a little bit of money somehow. So um, they're doing Zoom shows and they're doing all these things they don't really want to do in these parking lot shows and all that kind of drive-in and all that. Well, they also, they've recently started doing, and Sam Marill is one of the first guys, uh, going on rooftops in, you know, buildings in New York and big, big cities like that, that have these rooftop places that people can actually go up and, and have gatherings and stuff. Um, so from what I understand, they do, 
you know, the audience wears masks and they get tested and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. Some places seem to have like 15 minute tests. I don't know where you can get those. We don't have them. Really. Those, are, those are the rapid tests, but they're saying they're only like 50% accurate. So, Oh, okay. And apparently I don't even know why they do them. 50 bucks you got to pay or something like that. Anyway. So anyway, they're, they're trying to do whatever they can do to, to make it somewhat safe. Probably there are probably several of these that are happening that aren't safe at all, but it's up to these guys. Sam Murill, uh, I, I could tell from, or at least six months ago when he was doing this thing with Mark Norman, because Mark Norman is a super reckless guy. He doesn't care at all about it. Um, but Sam was like, dude, you got to be careful, man. Everybody, people are dying from this thing. You got to, you know, you need to wear a mask and all that. He's like, get on him about that. <laughs> Maybe that's changed. A lot of people's, you know, view and how, how safe and careful everybody's been has been kind of, dwindled a little bit over time um but so sam Marilla's is doing this he's going on rooftops and he's just getting a microphone with a attached to a, an amplifier and he's just standing up there with for, in front of 20 people or 30 people or something like that and uh so he's he did several nights of that filmed it all edited together all the best parts of it and uh that's why it's called up on the roof he's just on rooftops I'm excited about this. I'm excited. Yes, sir. All right. So that will be our comedy special for next week. And then, by the way, that's on YouTube. Uh, so if you want to watch it, much like his first special, I got this was on YouTube. This one is as well. Uh, our Mount Rushmore for next week. It will be next week's podcast will be recorded, I think it's three days before Christmas. So it will come out. It might be that night that it's released or the next day. It will come out right before Christmas. I would like to do your Mount Rushmore of Christmas movies. Ooh. We are a huge Christmas movie uh, family. Now, here's the deal. Christmas movies, it's, I mean, some of these things are only like 25 minutes long. I wouldn't necessarily call that a movie. But like Frosty the Snowman is like only 25 minutes. That's a Christmas movie still though, right? That's all it is. Yeah. Talking about the old um, cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Right? The little girl has the red coat or whatever. Yeah. Uh, yep. I would consider that. I would consider that Rudolph Claymation one. Any uh, of that stop animation or Claymation or whatever. Any? Oh, my gosh. Burger Meister, Meister Burger. Oh, this is going to be good. I got to go pick four? Oh, you can only pick four. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be tough. Let me ask you this question. This will be the last thing I have, and then we can we can end it. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? If you want to pick Die Hard as Christmas movie, go ahead, because that goes right in for me. I'm asking your opinion. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I'm gonna say I don't know because I think I saw Die Hard one time, and I was like 11 years old. I have no idea if Die Hard – I know something about, like, it starts off on Christmas Day or something. I don't know how it works. That just goes along with that whole uh, Jack Skellington movie, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Is that a Halloween movie or is that a Christmas movie? <laughs> I think it's a Halloween movie. So here's the thing. I've never seen Die Hard, and I've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas. Never seen Nightmare Before – I I still have never – we, my kids love Nightmare Before Christmas. We watch it all year round. 
I still, to this day, have never seen it all the way through. Never seen it all the way through. I can't. I can't. I just. It's. I just can't. And I said I. I saw Die Hard when I was eleven. I may not. I don't know if I've seen it or not. Doesn't I have Danny Glover in it and Mel Gibson or something? Uh, Bruce Willis is the main character. I'm pretty sure. Um, and I don't know if Danny Glover. I feel like Danny Glover might be in it. The only other person. I No, I've, Danny Glover was in. Was with uh, Mel Gibson. What movies were they in? uh lethal weapon maybe or something or maybe that's what that was i've never seen that either but that feels like the only other person i know that was in it was reginald bell johnson who was carl winslow on family matters he was in die hard as a cop by the way also a cop on family matters perfect bell johnson r.i.p probably i don't know yeah i'm pretty sure he is, he is. yeah he's dead yeah. uh he, oh yeah, yeah, yeah you didn't kill him he already died uh, it was lethal weapon was what i was thinking of so all right so, yeah, that's the only thing I know about Die Hard is that those two guys, Bruce Willis and Reginald Bell Johnson, are in it. And people hate whether it's a Christmas movie or not. It's not going to be on my Mount Rushmore because I've never seen it. Yep. So we don't have to worry about either one of those. Perfect. We can actually pick Christmas movies. I love it. <laughs> love it. All right. All right. That sounds good, dude. All right. Well, then. Uh, so uh, Sam Morrill up on the roof. Mount Rushmore Christmas movies till next week. Oh, and uh, the day before we do our podcast is the opening night of the NBA. So I'm sure there'll be more NBA to come. Till next week, don't forget to turn your headlights on.